0: It's just beautiful. I mean, I'm from Darwin. I live in the, the tropics. So uh, I uh, I was a fisherman around Broome for many years, north of Broome, from Boraloo to Broome, basically. But uh, uh, it's a beautiful time of year. It's either flat, calm, or it's blowing its heart out. So, you know, there's <laughs> nothing in between. But it's uh, uh, just a lovely time of year. I enjoy the wet season. I think it's fantastic. Uh, we haven't had much rain in the top end, but uh, it is very important that we replenish everything and fill up the billabongs get the fish running again so it's an important time of year <laughs> i think you've had more rain than we did minister your
1: travel started out in perth earlier this week you went to Kalgoorlie yesterday
0: i did indeed uh, we were in Kalgoorlie, we was talking about the uh, critical response uh, um, team and i know you've had adele uh, my colleague adele uh, in here talking about that uh, look this is a very important initiative this is a community driven initiative this initiative came of nearly a year of consulting uh, with all of the uh, suicide prevention program operators, uh, with health centres, with everybody who's involved in this space, uh, right across Australia, and this was an interim recommendation that we knew that we that families needed support right at that time to ensure that we would prevent um, these suicides and self harms that follow, because people can be feeling very down at a particular time, and when someone harms themselves and um, sometimes takes their own lives. that can be the trigger. Uh, and we want to ensure that we don't have those cluster suicides in the future. We know that uh, helping families immediately after that that uh, during that time and to do that at a time of grief and sometimes anger, uh, you need to have a great deal of cultural competency, uh, and that is the the element that we we wish we're seeking to introduce into all the services and uh, uh, to ensure that the many services we have that perhaps don't have the cultural competency are held by the hand to ensure that they provide levels of services to that family and individuals well into the future and establish proper relationships so they can provide that assistance. So it's a very important program.
1: When talking to Adal a little earlier on, you just mentioned that word cultural competent, competency and, of course, uh, working in with the different agencies, a lot of people would think a lot of the money would go into administration. It was nice to hear Adele mention that the needs of a loss of life and families coming together is very much the importance of this focus in this package.
0: Well, it is. It's supporting, I mean, families uh, uh, and uh, people who are close. When you're grieving, that's the place you can feel best, you know, is, is in people, in the arms of people who are close to you. And you're surrounded by family and friends and people who have shared that loss is an important part of that. Uh, and uh, uh, that's why it is very important that at that time, we can also get access to professional services, uh, to all sorts of services, and sometimes the sort of assistance that might seem small, but but very, very important to the family at that time. It is this a one-off package? No, no, this is, this is a trial, but it's going to be run out right around Australia. Uh, But we're just trialling it in Western Australia because, first of all, we have to introduce it. We have to get some knobs and bobs off things. Um, And it has a second element, of course, which builds capacity in communities. We're rolling out an education system so everybody in the community understands better the impact of mental health, the impact of depression, what it feels like, what causes it, help people understand if if you have a very bad headache, you can take medication for the headache to help the headache. You break your leg. There's a lot of pain. You can take medication for that pain, and there's there's ways to fix it. And it's mental illness is no different. It's just an illness. Um, so helping people understand more about um, how to approach people who, how to recognise um, uh, illness in another person. It might come and go in a family member, and how you can approach them and help them. How we can get outside help. And a lot of this is part of what we call a uh, uh, an indigenous mental health first aid course. Um, It's a very important uh, element that we want to roll out in communities and people may want to go on for that and become a counsellor, but it's about having not relying on outside because the most culturally competent people are within a family and within the community. We need to recognise that and we need to also ensure that we uh, acknowledge that by ensuring that we use these individuals and the families and those connections Uh, to our best ability, and that is by ensuring that they're a part of the solution.
1: Minister, being the Minister for Indigenous Affairs, it's such a broad portfolio, and of course, a lot of your portfolios would have to do with mental health and the well-being of Aboriginal people across the country, and there's been big concerns with the talks of community closures, CDP adjustments, the introduction of the welfare card to come here in the kimberley in april Uh, that's all of uh, the different topic you're gonna need to talk to and sort out with people on your
0: travels well it certainly is i'm glad that nobody else is now talking about closing communities Uh, i was very strident about this matter at the time i was actually in the communities at the time in the kimberley last time this happened and uh, i was uh, pretty cranky about defending uh, Aboriginal communities uh, and the importance of homelands that they are to people and the effects of people talking about them rather than with them and the fear that that caused. And I'm really glad and I hope that there's a salient lesson for all governments about that. Um, I'll be talking to people about the new CDP. This is a community-led initiative. And thank you to all those people in the community who advised me about the benefits of the old CDP, but it wasn't perfect. And these are some of the things we could do to change that. So when we're going, we've now have 45% of people are now more are now doing activities since the new CDP started to roll out. We've got other elements to roll out uh, between now and the end of this financial year, but they're all a reflection of what the community wanted. And so I'm very very confident. Um, that uh, this is going to be not only well received uh, but it's going to help people move away from the misery of passive welfare of just pure sit-down money and uh, this is what the communities have called for Um, so there'll be top up um, there'll be uh, some modest assistance to ensure that uh, uh, equipment and materials uh, can be provided and uh, we need to be very thoughtful about uh, ensuring that we're not purchasing products uh, that we can't purchase off um, off ourselves through CDP. We need to ensure that they are front and centre um, of any building and construction program. No more white fellas with nail bags getting off planes. And we need to walk the talk. And so the new CDP is all about preparing people for those opportunities and uh, to ensure that we also help the most vulnerable in the community. The old CDP was a lot about uh, uh, blokes and whippersnippers and all that sort of stuff uh, and perhaps it's been put to me that not enough of the softer social benefits, perhaps looking after our elderly in the community, ensuring that we have a Meals on Wheels in the community so we know our elderly will get some meals every day, someone to come and talk to them, um, someone they want to nominate to come and do their banking for them. Um, Single mums can become very isolated. So ensuring that we have the sort of place that single mums can go all together uh, to to learn about their circumstance and to learn about how to be the best mum that they can be um, in an environment that they enjoy because it'll be culturally competent. Um, so we've got to think more about our young people, about what more can be done to provide them activities. These are issues that can not only help the person in the activity, but can really help the community. So that's why the activities are community-based activities, not government-based activities. Each community has the opportunity to pick and choose and discuss and change the activities it has, and uh, people will be able to move between activities so you don't end up in a place where you mightn't like. Uh, So these are all a reflection of what the communities wanted.
1: We're packing them on on the network crossing the country by the National Indigenous Radio Service as we broadcast from the radio studios of Gulari Media here in Broome. Our guest on the program is Senator Nigel Scullion, Northern Territory Senator, the Minister for Indigenous Affairs. Will CDP exist in townships and larger areas instead of just communities, as it has been in the
0: last couple of years? No, um no. there are some small changes that have been made, one in Tasmania and one in Queensland in both Yarrabah and a small island, a very remote island uh, called uh, Cape Barron Island in Tasmania. Now, that there they have made particularly, uh, uh, I could see a particular challenge with remaining in a JSA area that wasn't appropriate. Um, I, I think this is a, a great program. Um, but I'm responsible only for the JSA areas sorry, for the RJC, the old RJCP areas, so CDP will be, remain in those areas. But I think we have a lot of work to do to ensure uh, that Aboriginal people can benefit from being in a JSA area. They need to have the similar sort of opportunities as, as we are providing. And I'll be working closely uh, uh, with the Minister, with Minister, Senator Cash, Michaelia Cash, to ensure that the sort of opportunities we're creating are available everywhere. Because... Um, I think that these are the sort of opportunities that people want and they may not be available to the same degree in a JSA area, but where we have high levels of of Indigenous population and they're the sort of things they want to do, we need to ensure that the provider is able to uh, provide the community, the Indigenous community particularly, uh, with the the sort of things and the sort of activities that they want to do. What is JSA? It's Job Services Australia. It's a. Uh, it's the old. It's the other area. There are two areas. One's a CDP area, a Community Development Program area, and the other area is a Job Services Australia, which is a uh, uh, the other, which is basically very um, city centric. It's for metropolitan, slightly out, out of metropolitan areas uh, like Broome, which has uh, traditionally been in a JSA area. Mm-hmm.
1: And you're also talking to groups in reference to CDP, but even more so just getting on with the other matters, you in the Kimberley, for the introduction of the welfare card.
0: Well, indeed, there are a number of communities uh, in Western Australia and other parts of Australia who have been very keen uh, to explore uh, the benefits of the uh, healthy welfare card. It's uh, currently been broadly agreed in both Kununurra and Sojourna, uh, I've just left uh, the Goldfields area and uh, there are a large number of organisations and leaders in the Goldfields area that are very keen to have it rolled out there. This is a, a, a voluntary process uh, which we have uh, we are trialling, but uh, those communities can see some very clear benefits uh, that uh, will, will assist with ensuring uh, that the fridge has a better bite at the wallet than is currently there. Um, one of the big changes we're seeing in the CDP will be will be paid, a payment will be made every week instead of every fortnight. So um, there'll always be funds for the fridge, and that is very important. And that's one of the fundamentals of the Healthy Welfare Card. The fridge gets a better bite, uh, and the fridge is guaranteed uh, a chance at at the uh, at the pay packet as it comes through. I suppose you
1: yourself would have seen some of the sad and sorrowful sights with countrymen across the region, which is very much why the Healthy welfare Card is being introduced.
0: Well, I have. And uh, the great challenge is is that when sometimes a card will come in and uh, there, you know, that that such a small amount of money, it's not a great deal of money, uh, but the money that you do get if it's not quarantined or you're not assisted with, sometimes it can just go. You can just go and go on grog or other things. And food doesn't get a chance. Um, Children are hungry. They don't want to go to school. They don't get an education. People are grumpy. They get cranky. Um, uh, People drink too much because the the money is just going to alcohol. And and I see a lot of that. And a lot of communities are saying, well, how do we go about changing that? Part of it is because nearly 60% of all the people who were on the original CDP left and came onto passive welfare during the CDEP. That's why we've gone back to the new CDEP because so many people are on passive welfare and the boredom and the self-medication because of depression, because of the boredom with nothing to do, not feeling that they have any purpose. It's just so important uh, that we re-engage people and for those those, those communities who see that the Healthy Welfare Card is going to be a benefit to them, well, we'll assist them in providing that as well
1: minister it was said by the leader of the nationals here in western australia that funding may not uh, uh, always be given to, to places uh, that won't accept its welfare card and in fact uh, people from around the halls creek uh, district uh, kind of uh, saw offense to that will uh, the federal government take anything away from communities that may not want to accept the healthy welfare card?
0: Well, I've heard that reported, but uh, I'm not sure that's accurate. I know there were some spokespeople from Halls Creek who said that that might have been the case. I frankly don't believe it. And we are not ever removing services because a voluntary community wouldn't do something voluntarily. So I think there's a bit of gammon in the statement that the minister has, that the minister said this or that. I certainly haven't had that reported, and I would, and I, and I know the minister well, uh, and he's not the sort of person who's going to threaten taking away services. This is, um, there has been a lot of mischief, and people saying that they speak for Halls Creek, and there's been plenty of people in Halls Creek who have been telling me that those voices don't speak for them.
1: So no one being held to ransom?
0: No, absolute rubbish. No
1: one. <laughs> Next stop is the peninsula for you, and then Derby.
0: That's right. So I'm, I'm I'm covering a bit of the region, but it's just such a wonderful part of the world and the people are such go-ahead people. Uh, it's just a delight to be here.
1: Minister, it certainly has been a delight having you in our studios. Thank you. Thank you very much.